welcome back to Recap Madness Podcast, a podcast about TV by people who love TV. I'm your host, Crystal, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Mel and Chara. Hey. Today we're returning for episode two of Liquor's Recoil. It's a 13-episode anime streaming in full on Crunchyroll. We've been recapping based on the dub, but both the sub and dub are awesome, so check them out. Um, All right, quick quick recap of uh, episode one. Chisato and Takina are licorice agents um, who are teenage orphans who were adopted by the government to be hitmen and special ops for Japan on the low. In the first ep, straight-laced Takina has been transferred from the main headquarters of DA to a satellite branch where energetic Chisato is her new partner. Their offices their office front is a coffee bar and sweet shop called Liko Rico. Um, there is a manager named Mika and a support staff named Mizuki. Hijinks ensue. <laughs> um, what are your initial thoughts on episode two before we get started? Episode two had a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. It was that, that unexpected twist at the end was nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, before we got to that twist, I was like, this was cute until it got dark real fast. <laughs> right. It did. I was like, oh, geez. I was like, oh, goodness. <laughs> um, okay, let's just get started. Um, episode two, the more the merrier. We open on a pretty intense info dump. Um, a hacker, Robota, is reciting the history of the Allen Institute that we heard about indirectly from a TV broadcast in episode one. It's a mysterious support organization um, present all over the world. No one knows who runs it, but they seek out geniuses in poverty and offer assistance. We need that. <laughs> we need some of that. Um, come to find out, Robota is talking to Walnut, the hacker that the Allen Institute hired to disrupt DA's transmission during the arms deal in episode one. Um, but then he got blowed up because uh, he asked too many questions. <laughs> Robota is wearing a robot head and Walnut is wearing a full squirrel mascot uniform. Um, he is asking Robota how they found him. Robota wastes no time gloating that he sold Walnut out to the Allen Institute. Um, and he's jealous because he wants to be the best hacker. Great guy. Um, how are we feeling about antagonist two? Robota was getting on my nerves the whole time. Yeah, Robota is <laughs> annoying. It's so funny because I was like, he sounds evil and crazy from jump. So I wasn't even surprised when he said, I'm the one who did it. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to Robota's downfall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I'm praying on your downfall, sir. <laughs> and a robot head just isn't as cute as the full squirrel outfit. I know. It's not. Your branding is not as good as walnuts. <laughs> Super pedestrian. Like <laughs> Robota. Okay. <laughs> right. It's no it's just so direct. It's just boring. And I can't tell whether their disguises, both of their disguises are brilliant or dumb. Like you're going to remember seeing that person walking by, but you also might, they might be so odd <laughs> that you might just like, 
kind of skip over them, like not even think about them because you're like avoiding them so you can go on about your business. I mean, yeah, are furries not... as big in Japan? Are they? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. That's true. I don't I don't know what the uh what uh mascot uniforms <laughs> are uh, a big ticket item in Japan just walking around in the streets. I'm assuming they don't spend a lot of time on the streets though. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, I guess they meet most people virtually. So it wouldn't be a problem. Okay, so um back at Lika Rico, um Mizuki gets a message from Walnut for a job. The kick-ass intro plays and we're back. Chizato rushes to work. The mysterious stranger from episode one is at the cafe bar chatting with Mika. Chizato greets him with his name, Mr. Yoshi. She remembers it because he was talking to his first customer a month before. He gives her a gift from his business trip um, and and they chat and then he leaves. Afterward, they get Uh, prepped for the walnut escort mission and um chisato wants to stop to eat but takina says they don't have the time um one thing i thought during this was i hope they locked the door after uh mr yoshi left because she's like really in the middle of the whole cafe um loading her gun (laughs) well she said they didn't get that many customers so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah i guess since the beginning he has been the only customer so <laughs> right we haven't really seen too much uh movement on that front um so you know it might be um you know she, even though she said she might be she, uh that she was just kidding i think that you know maybe there's some truth to that <laughs> I feel like it's really obvious that this coffee shop is a front for something. <laughs> it is kind of odd that like they have all these other things. Like they on the surface, on, even in their cover, they have like other things going on. Like oh, we, you know, we help the cops and we do this and, we do that. and it's like oh, okay, what's how is that related <laughs> to selling sweets and coffee? Um, so we know our we know at least two uh, prote- uh, antagonists, uh, robots, um, Robota and um, Mister Yoshi. So okay, um, okay. So they take an express train to the rendezvous with Walnut. Walnut pulls up, leaping over a median like Night Rider, but in a white hatchback, and they join him. He's still in his squirrel costume, and they have some banter about that. The plan is for him. Um, it's for him and them. Wait, I'm sorry. The plan is for him and his suitcase to go overseas. They talk a bit, getting to know each other as they head to the next rendezvous point. But then Walnut's car gets hacked by Robota and he tries to send them into the ocean. They're able to shoot Robota's drone with the uplink out of the sky and retake the car just in time. That was a really fun and exciting s- sequence. That was. Yeah. First off, the train trip is like my favorite scene. One of my favorite scenes in the whole show. I watch it all the time. Like I just watch them bantering on the train. I think it's so cute. Yeah, I love the train trip. Like Jasato was just concerned about her food. <laughs> yes. 
and she's just like can't understand why um uh Takina is so reserved and so like forbidding <laughs> Akina is just like I told you we didn't have time for this <laughs> I <made> it right. <laughs> I love how Takna was like, yeah, we don't have time for food, and yet next scene, Chisato is eating, so. <laughs> right. Chisato's like, well, I, I guess we do have time. <laughs> I don't know what no time for food means. Right, that's not part of my vocabulary. <laughs> I like to banter about what animal uh, Walnut's costume is. <laughs> like, they were like, dog, and <laughs> bear that's like a squirrel <laughs> i also love how like Chisato wanted to take the smart car but they're like oh yeah this hatchback is less conspicuous and then look at what happened to it anyway right <laughs> maybe you should have gone for an even crappier car <laughs> right well yeah at least the the, the supercar as she calls it um was safe <laughs> safe in the uh parking lot as opposed to at the bottom of the sea. I like how they bounce off each other. Like Walnut is just like this deadpan foil, but um, Takina and uh, Chisato are just, you know, kind of bouncing off each other. Like, how are you driving in the costume though? Right, how are you seeing? <laughs> even if, even if you question. technically can see through those eyes, I feel like it would still obstruct your vision somewhat. Are you not hot? Right. I also like when anime tells you a little bit about like Japanese culture and stuff. So we learn that if you don't have a name in the family registry, you can't get a passport. So I was just like, oh, okay, that's my Japanese fact for the day. So I guess I like- none of the the licorice girls can actually go anywhere. Yeah, right. that's so messed up. That is messed They're up. Like trapping them there. And when we were watching it, I was watching it with my sister the, uh, the other day, and we were both like, um, why didn't they shoot them when they jumped out the car? Like, you see the bad guys looking down at them like, you totally could have shot them then <laughs> or done something. Yeah. But they didn't. Maybe it was too open. Yeah. It would have brought too much attention. Like, cops and stuff. Because they were literally out there in the middle of the street. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess they didn't want to just shoot them in the middle of the street. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. (laughs) So the goons um, Robota hired to chase them get chewed out by Robota for losing them. But soon they track them down to an abandoned supermarket. There's a prolonged awesome shootout and it can't be denied. Chisato can dodge bullets and definitely has an acuity that goes beyond the norm. They managed to take out all the guys safe for the leader who's been hit by regular gunfire and is bleeding pretty badly. Chisato decides to do some first aid on him and sends Takina and Walnut ahead. After she's done, he warns Chisato that there's a drone in the roof um, and the hackers waiting for them. So Chisato runs to catch up with them. um, But unfortunately, um, they unfortunately walnut um goes outside the door and gets sniped (laughs) that was a brutal scene it was that was a necessarily brutal 
Right. It almost felt like they sped up, sped it up or something because it was like, blam, blam, blam. It's <laughs> like, oh no. Moana. That was a great action sequence. It was. Yeah. And Chisato is such a good person. Yeah. Like, asking yeah. him questions while she's like doing her little triage to like fix him up. Mm hmm. She's like, is what it? are your plans for tonight? Like, right. <laughs> I mean, what does it matter? He tried to kill you a second ago. <laughs> right. And it just, it just gives you so much characterization about her. Like, she is brutal. She does what she needs to do. But then she has this other side of her that really cares about people. Um, which is pretty unique. I mean, like, even, like, the brutality shows her caring because she's using non-lethal rounds. Yeah. Which, yeah. I guess, like, if you get really up close, could hurt a lot. But mm-hmm. <laughs> she's thankfully doing it from a distance, so she's really trying not to hurt these people. Yeah. I like when she knocked the um, the uh, grenade out of the guy's hand into the bathroom and then, like, slams him up against the door and it explodes and it knocks him out. I was like, wow, she is, she's great. (laughs) Really good at this. And Takana does have a cool head on her shoulders too. Um, She uses the suitcase as cover, you know, as she's handling her business and she doesn't, you know, she doesn't freak out or anything. She just really stays very focused. Got that suitcase. What is it made out of? (laughs) Right. Titanium. (laughs) Is that is that vibranium? <laughs> yes, it is. It's exactly that vibranium. It was barely scratched. It was just little scuff marks on it. Right, and got shot a bunch. I don't know any suitcase that durable. Right. Okay, Walnut, you definitely uh, have some good gear. Um, <laughs> talking to radios to Mika that they failed their mission and he tells them to collect the body and his belongings and meet an emergency vehicle downstairs. Back at Mr. Yoshi's swanky office of nefarious plots, Robota is sending real-time uh, footage from his drone of Sh- Chisato looking sadly down at Walnut's body. Unlike Walnut, Robota doesn't ask any uncomfy questions, so Mr. Yoshi commends him on a job well done. Robota is happy to be Japan's best hacker now that Walnut is dead. What a petty reason to want to kill somebody. That is so crazy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, I thought you had a real grudge or something. Right! Like, he did something to you. (laughs) You just want to be best hacker. Okay. (laughs) I mean, if that's your entire life, I guess it makes sense. But if you have to kill for it, you're not actually the best hacker. Exactly! Okay, so the girls are in the back of the ambulance, taking it kind of hard that they failed their mission, and a life was lost. But wait! Walnut says um, that it's been long enough and yanks off the costume head to reveal Mizuki yelling for a beer. Um, The mic in the suit that Walnut was talking through um, was remotely attached to the real Walnut, who was in the suitcase the whole time. She's an adorable little girl of about 11 or 12. <laughs> no one died. It was all a ruse to fake her death. So Robota would leave her alone. It was Mika's plan and he's the ambulance driver. This what is definitely I- one of the times I'm really happy that I don't watch uh, 
I don't watch the openings of anime because they always, you know, spoil you for stuff. And mm-hmm. I didn't even know there was another little girl in this show. <laughs> that was quite a plot twist, though. <laughs> that was. <laughs> like, but I'm confused about, because they said earlier in the episode that, like, Walnut had been around for, like, 30 years. Yeah. yeah. But this kid is, what, 10, 11? Yep. They're going to have to explain how that works. Is it like a Dread Pirate Robert situation? I think so. It's either that or, you know, there's some like uh, some wizardry and um, supernatural stuff uh, (laughs) afoot. (laughs) One or the other. The Dread Hacker Walnut. (laughs) That kid couldn't even drive a car. (laughs) Right. Oh. Yeah, I really have questions about the driving. <laughs> well, it was Mizuki. Yeah. Yeah. I have questions about Mizuki anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's a big question mark for me. <laughs> What's her right. deal? <laughs> he was a little too excited about being shot multiple times. <laughs> she was way into it. <laughs> the most excitement she's had in years. <laughs> I like that clearly they had another plan in place because she was saying that she had an explosion, you know, prepped. But, um, you know, this worked out for them as well. <laughs> like, they was like, oh, you know, she, she's just save it for another day. <laughs> Keep that explosion for the next event. <laughs> right. You know she's going to figure out a way to work it in. <laughs> I feel like the bullets work better because, like, she already, Walnut already survived one explosion. I'd be a little bit like suspicious. Oh not- yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. A second one. Yeah, this is definitely a better. Body. Yeah, yeah. This was definitely a better um, sell. Back at Lika Rico, Chisato is complaining that they should have told them the plan, but Mizuki was like, um, they needed her and Takina's real reactions to sell sell it to uh, uh, Robota. Uh, Takuna states that valuing life led to them failing their mission. Chisato is like, no, fa- no harm, no foul. But Takuna isn't convinced. She, you know, she's kind of thinking of, you know, future missions, that kind of thing. And um, Mika smooths it over by apologizing to both of them for pulling off an operation that uh, deceived them. Uh, Chisato, uh, he bribes Chisato with sweets. So she's instantly over it. What are your thoughts on the debate? I see where she's coming from. Yeah. But, I mean, it all works out in the end, so. Mm-hmm. But she is right that it may not one day. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're going to have to figure out a way to compromise. Either Takina's going to have to use non-lethal rounds. Or Chisato's going to have to use lethal rounds, which I don't see happening, so. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I think Takano's going to have to turn the corner on that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, if you want her to stop, you know, fixing people up every five seconds, you need to stop shooting them. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Don't be such a good shot, lady. <laughs> you can, like, kneecap them. Yep. Lower leg. Shoulder. Something non-lethal. <laughs> <laughs> Avoid the trunk and head. 
usually I'm annoyed by heroes who won't dirty their hands because they have some like ideal that they're trying to live up to. But because they're in such a nefarious organization anyway, I actually appreciate that she's an operative that has these kinds of convictions. Right. Like DA is really questionable. Right. (laughs) The more ethics we can pump into this situation, the better. And she's never really made a big deal of what she does. She just does it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chisato asks Takina to help uh, set up the tatami room in the back. And they discover Walnut living in the futon closet in her little chair and computer setup, looking as adorable as possible. So cute. Um, Mr. Yoshi comes in and banters with Mika before asking what work can Chisato do there at the cafe. Um, first of all, um, I was thinking that Mr. Yoshi was like asking, like mentioned squirrel, like it was as nimble as a squirrel to kind of like gauge what Mika's response would be. Cause I was like, you know, he knows that Chisato was at that, you know, <laughs> he knows what they be doing. <laughs> so, you know, I think he was just like, I, if I mention a squirrel, are they going to, you know, is he going to have like a face or something? But then he just out and out asks him, you know, what do y'all be doing? <laughs> Ooh, that's interesting. I was very stressed during this whole scene. <laughs> like, thinking they were going to discover Walnut in the closet. She's like just she, a child! Does he, know, <laughs> would he know that Walnut was a little girl? Or does he just know no, Walnut know. from like the squirrel yeah. suit? Yeah. Um, he didn't know, but I thought he would like figure it out somehow. Right. <laughs> That case looks familiar. <laughs> like how many people have an indestructible suitcase? <laughs> That's bright yellow. Right? I mean, considering how there's a group of high school girls going around killing people, could be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Spy tech is a little bit more uh, on the streets as <laughs> than we normally expect. Back in the tatami room, Chisato, of course, gets to the business of making friends and asks Walnut her real name. It's Kurumi, which is Walnut in Japanese. Um, Chisato asks Kurumi if she lives there, and she does, on the condition that she'll help with their work. So Chisato gives her the pic that they got from Miss Saori's phone in the first episode and asks her to try to find the arms dealers in the background. Um, to test a theory, Takina takes her hair tie off and shoots it at Chisato. Predictably, Chisato moves out of the way and it flies past her and pops Kurumi in the head. <laughs> there you have it. Everyone's friends. <laughs> I don't know if you hit me in the face with the hair tie. I don't think I'd be your friend. <laughs> right. <laughs> really hasn't said much to her. Like, Chisato's definitely um, been just very effusive as she normally is, but um, uh, Takina's as reserved as she always is. <laughs> oh, Takana. Has the She's DA like up. has the DA like signed off on any of this or are they just saying, oh, she can't live here? <laughs> right. Do they even know? <laughs> like, actually, DA, I mean, Walnut is um the person that um tried to uh hack this so they they were looking for walnut too so i'm sure they don't know (laughs) that she's there 
Hmm. Secrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are going to be found out. <laughs> right. So many secrets. So many layers. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, it took me a couple of times. Like, I think it took me till I watched like a second time to really kind of understand how all these different entities were related. Like I understood that um, Lika Rico was like an offshoot of DA, but it was its own thing too. But I didn't like, I was like, what's, what's exactly the Allen Institute? And like, it, you know, I, it took me a minute to kind of like, okay, so the Allen Institute hired Walnut to disrupt DA, DA was trying, and so DA was trying to kill them because of that, him or her, really, um, because of that. And then, um, because she asked me questions, uh, Allen Institute, um, you know, Mr. Yoshi wanted to, <laughs> uh, quote unquote, killed killed her. So, <laughs> and then finally. Um, and then, of course, he finds um, uh, Robita, who is the um, hacker that is nipping at Walnut's heels um, to do the dirty deed. Like He seems calm, but then who kills somebody for asking questions? Right. <laughs> so it's very nefarious. Like I said, I was like, you know, Allen Institute definitely has that like front, you know, there's so many fronts, right? Like you got the front of DA, you got the front of Lico Rico, and you have the front of Allen Institute that does um, uh, charity work, but also, you know, kills people and messes with DA and like all this other stuff. Right. That's it's a lot going on. <laughs> Wait, wouldn't Walnut be able to recognize Mr. Yoshi's voice? Mm. That's a good question. That is a good question. Because he didn't have it like um he what was it? He did he wasn't using like a voice modulator. Exactly. It wasn't disguised at all. And he is sitting right out there in the other room talking so <laughs> mm-hmm. but i wonder how often they've talked true because if i've only talked to you a couple of times i won't necessarily recognize your voice but what if you're a hacker who doesn't talk to that many people mm. true 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 especially if you don't like see many people in person either <laughs> so voice is something that you would pick up on i don't know i mean she's she's in her she's gonna avoid that you know she's gonna avoid talking to people probably um because she's you know on the lamb <laughs> technically <laughs> but yeah that's something to think about all right any any last thoughts not really i'm just trying to figure out where this is all going me too me too all right ladies well um we had a good chat that is licorice recoil episode two and we will be back next week to talk about episode three yay what's up recappers it's chara here to remind you to rate review uh share the podcast with your friends uh if you'd like to reach us you can find us on twitter or instagram at it's recap madness or you can reach us by email at recap madness at gmail.com 
www.thinkandgrowthpodcast.com. See you next time.